I don't like that California doesn't have the flavors though. I know. That's my biggest complaint. Back, dude. I know. I saw that video of Tucker Carlson getting the the berry pack, and I was like, I need to try the berries, dude. That shit. That looks tough, man. But I just don't berries. get the reasoning that oh, it's we're protecting stupid. kids well, by not having flavors. Especially because we already have thing. citrus here, so I'm like, why can't we get all the other flavors? Well, we're and it's 21 and up. Yeah, that's the whole point of protecting yeah. kids. Is it's 21 and up. So banning yeah. the flavors. Yeah. What, we're just making it suck more for adults to get them? Yeah, exactly. No, what, 100%. We have flavored alcohol. What yeah. are we, what's yeah. going on here? Well, I mean, yeah. that's, I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I mean, vapes suck, but even with vapes, I'm like, I get that it's marketing towards kids in theory, but I'm like, if it's 21 and up, why the fuck can't we have flavored vapes even if you want vapes? Like, I'm not a vapor, but if you are, you should be able to get whatever flavors you want. You want to suck on a banana vape, dude? Hell yeah, run that <laughs> shit, man, whatever. Yeah, I never caught on to the vape wave yeah that no. was never my shtick if I, I i went through a cigarette phase i'm like you know if i'm gonna get cancer i'm gonna get cancer like a man fucking were you worried right. about fucking up your voice though doing six no dude because my all my shit's raspy anyway if, if anything like, the other thing is sometimes some singers sound fire after cigarettes i feel like that's my thing like even like sometimes <laughs> when i was when i was in my stogie phase and i was really like blasting darts uh Sometimes I'd go rip one right before recording and it's just like, I, like all my shit already, like I don't have like smooth vocals. It's not all my super polished, like, not yeah. like super I feel like it overproduced. It usually, you know? yeah. Keep it a little rough. Yeah. Keep it a little rough. Get it going a little bit, you know, get that little rasp in the voice that the ladies love. Get it well, going. it does have a different sound when you have that, when it's not polished yeah. and you do have a little roughness to I mean, the dude, voice. everyone loves Post yeah. Malone and he smokes cigarettes like... It's like two packs a day. Bruno dude. Mars, Adele, they all like chain smoke cigs. So yeah, it's no, like 100%. Cigarettes aren't a, yeah, yeah they're not yeah. a factor whether you have a good voice or not. I feel like all the people that I always see talking about like, oh, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes are like the really like Ariana Grande type people who do like vocal warm ups and shit, which I'm like, I'm sure would lend to like drink tea before performance for their like voice. And I'm like, I don't do any of that shit. It's not like I'm a fucking amazing singer anyway. I so I think it's kind of the same concept is like if you eat like sweets or like ice cream or anything but you want to have a good body it's like if you're disciplined in your routine i think you can still do it in yeah you know like moderation yeah in moderation without abusing it you know like to a crazy extent just don't go off the wall yeah yeah if you're working out and you have mcdonald's every now and then it's not gonna kill you no if you're not working out you're having mcdonald's every day and you're chain smoking? 100%. Probably going to be <laughs> yeah. rough. You're yeah. probably going to feel that. And honestly, even like when I have hit vapes, I'm like, I feel like those, I mean, I guess it's just because I'm probably like when I was smoking, I was more used to cigarettes, but I'm like, I feel like that shit almost fucked with my voice worse. Like it made me, it was like just, just weird Chinese smoke, you know? And it's just, so concentrated. Yeah. I mean, don't yeah, you have I to smoke, smoke a pack? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's like, I know that the whole thing with like one jewel pod was like a pack of cigarettes. And then people were like, well, vaping's better for you. But then I'd see people run through like three jewel pods in a day. So I'm like, yeah. is it, is it better? You know, I'm like, what's the real trade off here? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what we're, what, are we winning? I don't know. Doesn't Man, feel they like fucked it. over jewel though. Oh yeah, dude. Jewel's yeah. forgotten, dude. It was, hu- it was everywhere. Anytime and I then, see someone with a jewel now, I'm like, okay, great. Relic, dude. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. It sucks that they can just do that unilaterally. I think yeah. there was some senator 
wanting to go after Zing completely insane. Yeah, we talked Chuck Schumer maybe. Yeah, yeah. dude, we Chuck talked about that the, shit. Chuck the guy that's trying to. Yeah, we've got do so a, many a other problems, different. and you're gonna go really after Zins, dude? nicotine. You're gonna take my Zin from me, dude. Oh man, that's fucked up. That's how know? World War Three starts, right? Oh, there. dude, exactly. Coming I was all like, I wasn't pro Civil War until Chuck Schumer came after Zins, and I was like, you know, man, maybe it's time. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta. That's how. That's how Tucker Carlson won me over, dude. I was like, that's when I really started listening <laughs> to the dude, and I was like, all right, hell yeah, man. Has anybody had a crazier arc than Tucker Carlson right dude, now? Dude, I don't wow. think so, man. Dude, Putin interview? Crazy. Props to him. Props crazy. to him. Dude's got a set of nads on him, man. It's crazy. I'd be afraid you don't come back. That, oh, dude, he's I'm not worried about afraid. getting over there, but yeah. after the interview, especially where he's talking about that journalist that's kept over there. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'd be worried... Is my flight going to crash? How yeah. many people are on this yeah. flight? Yeah, yeah true. Because well, they did just get that one. Uh, Pergosian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the a, dude from who a just, flight. Yeah, yeah, he was on a flight and just fucking crashed. Well, wait, is that the dude who I just saw this morning? One of like Putin's top running mates just died in prison? No, that was. Uh, no, I don't, no, know. don't know his name. But that political guy, rival, yeah, and like I, like, I mean, you know, Russia's is just like we don't know how he died because they also like, happens in Britain. Yeah, don't yeah. they also have an election? Obviously, Putin's just going to win, yeah, but like yeah, yeah. they also have election. another, yeah. yeah, like another election, <laughs> election in, in a couple yeah. months or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's or why later I, this year. I, I mean, he was the top runner again. I don't know why he was in prison, probably because he was running against Putin, but. Well, they tried to kill that guy. Yeah. I think in Brit was it in Britain? They tried to get him with some poison or something, and some other guy got yeah. sick. Oh, by that was that guy. Track. Yeah. No way. They've been going that's after crazy. this guy for a while. Yeah. Well, they got him. They got him. Yeah. <laughs> God. I think he was in court the day before he died, too. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I like how here in America, they're like, Epstein killed himself. In Russia, they're like, eh, I mean, you guys know what happened. Yeah, like, Putain got yeah, this. We yeah. don't <laughs> anything. Like, we're not going to say he killed himself because you guys know better. Yeah, like, billionaire child trafficking mogul. Yeah. Uh, he just died. Yeah. All the cameras yeah. were off. Yeah. In the most highly protected top security place you can be kept, basically. Yeah. Glenn, don't up. ask about Glenn Mack. Adds up. He's fine. No, no. It, it adds up. It's cool. It's all done. We yeah. put that to rest. It's over. Yeah. And uh, I know I saw someone on the comments. They're like, yeah, he killed himself by shooting himself nine times and getting stabbed 56 times. And they're like, so sad. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Shouldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah. I hate when yeah. people commit suicide. Yeah. It's really sad, man. That's the day we're in. <laughs> yeah. you could just. We like to think that in the in the states, you can't just murk somebody like yeah, that. Yeah. Our government—they're not killing anybody. No, no. They're not. But Russia, Putin. Yeah. yeah. Is there any question that he no. does that? I mean, I like it when people, I like you know, like someone or hate someone. Someone who wears themselves on their sleeves. Consistency. There's no, you know, I'm like, I'd rather someone who's not a closeted murderer versus someone who's just like, yeah, man, no, I'm, I, you know, I'm Putin. You know what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that guy's been president. Since the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, well, I saw a funny thing the other day, and it was all like, yeah, the CIA did shady stuff in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, but they don't do shady shit anymore, dude. Like, they're, <laughs> they're all like, about Come diversity on, dude. now. They're like, trying to help people. Did you not get the like, memo? Like, it's chill now, man. Like, it's good. Yeah. I, whenever I see a post from the CIA, and it's about, you know, diversity is our greatest asset. Yeah. Is it? I just, I, I just can't help but laugh. Like, yeah, this no, is where, it's hilarious. This is what we're doing. Yeah. We were overthrowing countries. Yeah. Now it's all diversity. We gotta. No, man, we're fucking diversity powered here in the states. It's great. It kind of feels like we're off our rocker a little bit as oh, a country. Majorly. We're struggling. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're hitting, we're hitting rock bottom. I mean, even when, uh, I just love when San Francisco just. I mean, I used to go as a kid. It's just turned into a shithole, and now I love how. 
the interview with Newsom when he's all like, everyone was like asking like, so what, the homeless issue is an issue? And then the Chinese president comes here and he's like, yeah, we can clean it up. We just, we just only do it for the Chinese president. <laughs> he was upfront about it. I was like, honestly, respect, dude. All right. You know, the way you would just say that though. Well, obviously you're going to clean your house when yeah. somebody comes to visit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why can't we can't have a clean house yeah. all the time? No, hundred yeah. percent. What about the people that live there? No, no, no. Right. Well, that, I mean, people who run America don't care about Americans, you know, that's one of the ever. So it's interesting. It's fun stuff. Who would it, who saw that come? <laughs> the, the San Francisco LA shit is just, that's the crux of it all. Yeah. You look there and you think this is yeah. not. Yeah. sustainable oh, and they're like no we're great I this hate great. going to LA dude I fucking I've been going to LA a decent amount over the past like year and a half and like it's just an awful place man like even Venice used to be so nice and now you go to Venice and it's just what the fuck man well it's just not safe no I mean you hear people their cars are getting broken into jacked yeah nothing's happening nobody's getting prosecuted yeah dude. out the same day did you guys hear that story about those Illegal immigrants that beat the shit out of those cops in New York. Yeah, dude. Crazy. And then they're out and they yeah. fucking hop a bus to get yeah, out of dude. town. What? Insane. Well, that's why I love uh I love all the stuff I see where everyone like everyone in New York and California is all like, bring in all the illegal immigrants. We don't care. And then they come to New York and they're like, okay, wait, here's the thing. We didn't mean here. Like, dude, don't bring them here though. Yeah, you not know? my like, backyard. Yeah, they're like, we're cool with it. But don't bring them here. That's not good. Keep we them in Texas. Yeah. Why are yeah. they busting them out? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. You guys are shipping them here? That's not, no, no, no. That's not what we meant. That's not Yeah. We, we met. thought when, with a porous border, they would just stay yeah, on yeah, those border yeah, states. Yeah, Can yeah. we just keep that? Can we build not a happening. wall around Texas, Arizona? Yeah. New York's like, we need a wall. You know? That's the craziest thing is seeing Eric Adams come out and say, this is not sustainable. We need yeah. to stop this. Yeah. After he was pushing for this yeah. for so long. Oh, that's insane. And then they well, just flip a switch. And then aren't they, they're giving like credit cards uh, with like sizable amounts. Bucks. Yeah. To yeah. all these. I'm about to just immigrant. file as an illegal immigrant, dude. Yeah. So, uh, pans out for me. Just know? walk across the border. Go yeah. There, just walk go across, then come back, be like, what's up? You know? I don't have my papers. Yeah. Who's going to give me a free place to stay? Who's going who's gonna to do it? You know, I mean, because that's the other. Wasn't he also incentivizing people who live in New York to house immigrants? Yeah, they were, he was going to give like subsidized. It was like an Airbnb fare to house families in your house. Yeah, there was some lady that took, I think, a Haitian immigrant, and it, it was a lady and her daughter, maybe. And she's talking about how she loves cooking, and the white lady's like, "Oh, this is great! It's like having an in-house chef." Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, uh, is it? Didn't we outlaw this? I thought <laughs> this is kind of slavery. I feel like we're moving Jeez. backwards, yeah. right? Like, what do we? Yeah, it's slavery with added steps. It's good. Yeah, yeah. they're making money. Yeah, it's good. That's crazy. It's good, man. It doesn't seem sustainable. <laughs> no. You have people, especially homeless people in this country, or people that are just struggling to get by, working three, four jobs. Yeah, and then you're watching people just walk across the border and they're getting yeah. a stack. Well, I mean, yeah. it what? blows my mind because usually I feel like anybody who is running for president who's like shaking things up and isn't the usual either right or left option. Uh, it's crazy. Robert Kennedy's leading every vote under 40. Like he's leading on everybody under 40. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. Goes to show how divisive and weird of a time we live in right now. Like so separated. What do you think of that guy? He's hard to listen to, but I, I like some of the stuff he says. I think if his voice wasn't what it is, I think, I think he'd yeah. be blowing people out of the water. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, nobody wants to listen through that, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, he's no. got some interesting yeah. points. Yeah. I will say the first, one of the first podcasts I heard uh, with him talking about his whole presidential race, like 
you know, maybe a year ago or so, he was really hard to listen to. And then I just listened to, I forget which one he went on, maybe like a, a couple months ago. And I was like, wow, he is improving. You can tell they definitely got oh, a you vocal, know they're coach. Giving him vocal coach. They got sure. speech, you know, different people helping him out, trying to figure out like the best way to elevate his speaking ability to the, you know, to whatever is physically possible. But yeah, it's still, it's hard, dude. You gotta, you gotta give it like five, 10 minutes of consistent listening before you can adapt your, your brain into like, okay, now I'm in that zone of where I can hear what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I don't know if you saw the video of him recently, like shirtless doing pushups and then getting the rattlesnake in his hands. And I was like, fuck, yeah. What other candidates doing that? Dude, I'm like, I don't think you know? Biden or Trump could do no, a push-up. Yeah. No, well, that's what's great. I, I think it was Shane Gillis who was saying that Biden's the first president that you could punch assassinate. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <Like>, yeah, dude. <laughs> just be that's the fucking end. hilarious. Yeah. No, just what? It's done, dude. I think his story is that his voice sounds like that because of a flu shot. That's, yeah, no an adverse reaction I, yeah, to a flu he, shot. Yeah. So that's why he's injured. super anti-vax. I think that's part of it, yeah. He started oh, okay. researching and that then was like, sense. oh, shit, there's a bunch of actual injuries that are caused by... Yeah, you know, I mean, I know he says on. some wild shit, but I like a lot of the stuff he says more than Trump or Biden, so... It feels more measured. And if you listen to him talk, even about the vaccine stuff, it all seems plausible. Yeah. He's not saying, no, we need to abolish all vaccines. I don't think there's any like, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any like insane outlandish things that he's really saying. It's like, maybe if you take it for face value, just like bullet points, you might be like, oh, that sounds a little weird. But if you actually listen to how he breaks it down, it seems very measured and very like, okay, he's thought about everything that he's bringing up, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, I feel like that's what it is with so many people too, is they say shit. And then if you don't actually listen and like seek out the videos of them speaking, you're just going to get clips of it. That's going to make them sound yeah. crazy, which is what they do with everybody, you know, what, no matter what side you're on. And once those clips take hold, it's tough to get out from under Oh, that. dude, yeah. impossible, man. It's so bad. I don't know what happens with him. You hear that he's being denied secret service, mm-hmm. that they're, the DNC is definitely trying to suppress the shit out of that guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what, we're going to run Biden? That's, they don't that's want, who we want? Yeah. Yeah. Because like even, I'm even thinking about like debates, right? If they even let him in, but then it's like, he is hard to listen to. I know. That's the only. Well, I'm just picturing a, a Trump debate versus him and Trump's just going to be. No, exactly. Of his yeah. Worst, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. And well, how about dude. Trump Biden? If oh, exactly. Dude. And then that's the other side is like, okay, obviously there is no competition. Like yeah, Biden dude. is just going to fall asleep. Yeah. But that's what's so funny. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a party at my house when the debates are happening. So everyone can just come over and watch it. That's going to be the most entertaining, like regardless of yeah. your political standpoint, that's yeah. going to be fucking TV gold. Just dude. turn it into a drinking game. Yeah. Oh no. A hundred percent. Like every single time. If they even Biden do it, stutters, dude, they dude, might not like, even... It might be the first presidential election where we don't get the two main candidates to debate. But if I, it's Biden, they're not gonna. There's no way. Yeah. But it's they just would like wheel them out on stage. Y- haven't we always had a fucking debate? Yeah, but like you can't not debate. Both of them I mean, have could, been avoiding. They, there's a lot of things you. Both can of do. them have been avoiding debates. Like I mean, Trump can. He just had, hasn't seen like a real reason to do it yet because it's like there's no competition within the uh, you know the yeah. Republican side, especially since Ramaswamy dropped out. Yeah. I liked uh, him. I did too, dude. I, I, liked, I, I thought, thought he, he liked Ramaswamy, dude. I thought he was decent. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what's hard, dude. I'm like, <sighs> but he's young also, so it's like yeah. he, you know, like eight years down the line, he could have a big and like comeback I just I get yeah, that I don't people think we've seen like, the last of him. Yeah. No, and I mean I get that people are like, <sighs> I mean everyone likes to take their sides, but I'm like, he, I like my biggest issue with Biden is he's not cognitive and can't speak. And, what are you uh, a fucking conspiracy theorist? And, <laughs> and at least Ramaswamy, well spoken person. Say whatever you want about him, fucking well spoken person, and like. You know, I mean, what are we going for here? You know, it's like if someone's got the nuclear launch codes, I want them to be able to have a a coherent sentence. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Doesn't seem like a lot. At least know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get that sense (laughs) with Biden when you listen to the No, dude. Did you see the video of him coming out and he had flat, he had like a flash card and he like, the reporter's information. And well, and then it like, it had like, like literal like bullet points of like walk out, like stand at the podium say this and it's like he like i'm like dude you need to walk out on your bullet point dude that's crazy dude like we're like close to having him have a moment with uh who was the other guy who just froze up mid mitch mcconnell mitch mcconnell dude we're gonna have a mitch mcconnell moment literally just full (laughs) i was like that's crazy well biden does that you when he was doing that press conference we were talking about that before we started that Mm -hmm. you see him talk and he was i think he was talking about his son and he's like i've got this rosary of and then he just, <laughs> just it's gone, dude. It's like, gone. Nope. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, let's circle back. Let's yeah. start talking about Mexico. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. What? And he can't remember what years he yeah. was the vice president, or when his he son died. Up, yeah. yeah, or what yeah. year his son died, or even just when he brought up the French prime minister, or president, or whatever they have, and he was dead. Oh, like he brought one. up yeah. the president who's been dead since like nineties. He some did that shit. with a couple of them, and it's like, dude, man. it's like I'm talking to this person the other it day. It felt like me when I was doing like presentations in class and I didn't prepare. You know? Yeah, when you're like, just trying to bullshit, and you're just your way winging it. it, and you're just like, okay, I know this name, so I'm just throwing it out there. No idea if the guy's alive or not. Well, and then the other day, they let him stay for Q and A's, and dude asked him, uh, you know, like blah blah blah, like there's rumors about your memory being bad. How bad is your memory? He goes, my memory's so bad, I let you speak. <laughs> and the guy just looks at him like, what the? F- yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. And then he goes on to someone else's question. Well, I like that really famous one he had where the dude was uh, asking, he's like, so what? People ask about your like cognitive health or whatever. He's like, oh man, I'm like a fly. And you're just like, what? <laughs> just fucking goes on, on crazy tangents, like. Insane. It's all entertainment, though. Unfortunately, like our political just hemisphere is just such sitcom shit. If he wasn't president and he just had some YouTube show and was doing this, it would be amazing. So good, dude. But if it wasn't running our country, it would be so entertaining. But But he is. Yeah, but he is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing, but what are you going to do, you know? It scares me how much people are willing to cope for him. Yeah. That's what really bothers me is you have these other politicians say, oh, he's, sh- he's sharp. Yeah. He's more sharp than yeah. me. He can talk about trains for an hour and ask really in-depth questions. <laughs> you talk about trains. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Can we just have well, an honest conversation about that? And that's my whole issue with it is I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I wouldn't consider myself left or right at all. I think both sides are just terrible overall. But the amount of like, pitchforks that get raised as soon as you're like well i just don't know if biden is that cognitively there and people are like what how could you say that like the dude is sharp as a tack and it's like ah. it's a pretty dull tack yeah that's a dull <laughs> tack dude that tax that tax not getting anything you know see like recently the conversation there's been left right but then there's now there's also more of a emphasis on establishment anti-establishment yeah 
And so I feel like that's more so like what's more prevalent right now versus like left, right. A hundred percent. Well, what's the thing you were talking about? And this is what I love this about, uh, Kennedy with his whole, uh, we were talking about on the last pod with, um, him saying you can't like pharmaceutical companies won't be able to advertise anymore. Yeah. There was a podcast. I was listening to to shake shit up. Yeah. He was talking about day one. One of the things that he would like to implement, um, is, Basically eliminating the, uh, you know, pharmaceutical advertisements on mainstream TV, which because only us in New Zealand are the only countries in the whole world that allow that. And I work at a TV station. So I'm like, dude, I see all the pharmaceutical commercials that come on and I know how big of a disruptor that would be. But it's kind of exciting. It's like that would change the entire landscape of TV. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how, you know, like positive or negative, it might just you know, vanish yeah. completely, but it would be interesting. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> that would be the final nail in the coffin for them. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. their, those are their biggest donors. Sports, oh, people buying advertising. Yeah, yeah. And then people wanting, drugs. Yeah. people wanting to come see sports, but now NFL and these different corporations are starting to get contracts with streaming companies. So now you can watch on like Hulu, you know, and mm-hmm. like uh, ESPN plus and these different like, apps and streaming services where you don't have to have cable TV to watch. So really, if they took out pharmaceutical ads, TV's gone. Well, I feel like that's half the reason that Kennedy's got such a high lead compared to everybody in their under 40s because I feel like the only people I know who actually watch news on the TV are people over 40. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know. None of my friends are like watching CNN or Fox or anything like that. Like, they don't do that. Yeah, it's dying. Yeah. But they've got such a stronghold still. That's the crazy part. I know. It's wild. But with Tucker leaving Fox News and CNN just being a dumpster fire. Dude, dumpster fire, It's. Man. I think people are starting to realize, okay, this is not what... Yeah. Oh, I saw the hot mic that you were talking about on CNN, too. Yeah, the chick the that introduced yeah, that, that story that was crazy, about Biden, dude. blah, blah, blah. And then when they cut back, they didn't cue wild. her yet. And so she's talking like, he's getting us into another fucking war. And then she's like, oh and like freezes up. <laughs> but yeah. they can't be authentic like that no. on those platforms. That's no, no, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And then you see those hot mic moments and you realize, yeah. oh, these people are just spewing shit. Well, that's why even, even with Tucker I mean, Carlson, now that he's not with Fox, he, uh, so many of the opinions he said on Fox, he's now negating and he's like clearly not in I mean, support of a lot of when stuff. When you work yeah. at a news station and you see how the stories are written and how it comes down and what the anchors are like and then like when they're in character reading the scripts, it's like, yeah, dude, you can feed them pretty much anything and yeah. they'll just play it up as, and read it. And that might not be what they agree with. That might not be their perspective on anything, but it comes from top down. So yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. they're just the face on the screen reading it. And if you're some reporter and this is all you've got is reading that teleprompter. Yeah. You're not going to mess with the system you're gonna lose your job well that's why i'm like real journalism is going to russia and interviewing putin who like like the guy or hate the guy which most people obviously hate the guy i'm like everyone like we should all get information as it is non-filtered and like that's what he's doing so yeah and everyone that's mad at him for doing that all of these broadcasters you see their interview with Zelensky, Mm -hmm. and it's just a puff piece. Yeah. There's no tough question. They're not asking. They're crying about how great he is and there's no substance. No. And then they're mad that Tucker went over there and actually yeah. pressed a yeah. world leader and yeah. tried to, I don't know, do some real journalism. Yeah. You're 100%. mad at him for doing that. Yeah. 
Which isn't that what it's supposed to be about? Like, isn't that the whole concept of like real non-biased journalism is going out there and just getting real answers from people? Like, and say what you want about Putin. At least he's fucking that. Like you were talking about how he just went into a fucking 30 minute spiel, like actually knowing everything, dude. Well, what I was seeing is the cognitive comparison between like, if you let Biden speak for 30 minutes, what he would say, what he would have to offer. (laughs) Like then you get. Putin, on the other hand, who just goes into 1,000 years of history of the state of Russia and yeah. how it became what it is today and, yeah. like, the position that it's in, like, politically. Yeah. And, like, Insane. Yeah, dude. Because then there's, like, that other example. Um, I forget where. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how Biden went to go speak to the troops and eight minutes into his speech, he went, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> and it's like how no, you're tired not. already like, like eight yeah. minutes in dude like yeah you just got here yeah no it's insane yeah and how many politicians could touch on any u.s history even going back 50 years oh yeah right and yeah. talk about it at a, a long top. format like yeah, that. yeah. top just yeah, yeah, yeah and chronologically breaking it down this is why that happened and then because of this like, and it be coherent mm-hmm. yeah i mean he went on for 30s 30 plus minutes, but it was all coherent. You yeah. could track where he was going. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I have a hard time on this podcast keeping a coherent thought going for 20 minutes. Yeah. Right. And he just... Yeah. And then you look at Biden. And you're like, yeah. That's a rough contract. Yeah, dude. That's well, that's why contract. it's funny that I th- I, th- I like... It also, I feel like, makes so much sense, but he's all like, I would rather Biden become president again than Trump. And yeah, he, Putin just came out and said that. Yeah, because he was saying that Biden is... <laughs> more predictable. Yeah, more predictable. And, and, and obviously less hard to... frame versus... Like, go against as yeah, a person. Versus like, Trump is more sporadic and just does whatever he wants to do, which is not predictable. And, yeah. you know, it's harder to defend against, I yeah. guess. Well, Biden's a politician through and through. Yeah. And yep. a politician in the old sense. Yeah. Where he, you're just shaking hands. Yeah. And building relationships. You're doing whatever you can to get where you want to go. Well, that's why it blows my mind where I'm like, and people I just feel like really don't put any effort into doing any research on somebody. And like, obviously Biden's totally, for the most part, got the LGBTQ vote. And then it's like, if you go back and watch some of Biden's old videos, dude, yo, that guy says some crazy out of pocket shit where Mm. I'm like, have you guys not ever seen all of his old opinions before he got ushered into being a modern day politician with like Obama and shit? Like it's insane, dude. Like, well, that's the big thing with that crime bill that he signed. Yeah. Like the 94, 84 crime bill or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. And it just targeted minorities. Yeah. Walked yeah. up a lot of people. Yeah, dude. It's and then, crazy. Oh, this guy, he's, he's our savior. We yeah. stick with Biden. Yeah. San Fran just passed a, a law where or it's like a weird thing that they're doing where they're now like paying criminals to not like shoot people. Oh, that's shit. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I think it's like 300 bucks a month or something like that or like some shit where I'm like, what? Nice. That's crazy, dude. Insane. And like, uh, it's real. Like, it, it sounds like, like a joke. That's almost just UBI, right? Universal basic income. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to not kill demographic. Yeah. 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 For select reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is crazy. But I, right. But it, but if UBI was implemented, I would suspect that it wouldn't be given to people who shot people, right? But it, they might be the know, first one. I think, right? yeah, 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 I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's who they're going for. They're like, you know what? Who needs this money? Yeah. Murderers. Yeah. Nah. It's good. Maybe. <laughs> well, you saw that with <laughs> It might the work. Theft. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You saw that with the theft when people were breaking into targets and stuff. Yeah. And the yeah. cope was. They're yeah. just trying to feed their families. Yeah. And you yeah. see them stealing flat screen TVs and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
You need to My eat. My kids are going to eat block. this. Yeah. 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 Well, it's crazy how many targets have just shut down now. Like, uh, what? It's like been like over 90 targets. In and out has never closed a location ever before. They closed down People their Oakland location. In and out? They closed down their Oakland location That's because crazy. they were getting held up in gunpoint. They had they had to hire ah, security dude. to walk their employees to the Robbing cars. an in and out of gunpoint doesn't <laughs> yeah, get, it doesn't get like more rock bottom than that. Yeah. You know? that's a new bar. <laughs> like, yeah. In and out's pretty cheap. Only dude. location they've ever had to yeah, close. Yeah. And, in yeah. Insane, dude. Yeah, Oakland's fucked, dude. Uh, yeah. like, I've seen some insane videos of people who live in Oakland and like literally just like, it's like a war zone. It's fucking insane. Well, Chicago just did something crazy, which they had these towers set up where you could pinpoint gunshots. Mm-hmm. It's like echolocation or something. Insane. And they're pulling those down. Or not pulling them down, but not using them yeah. anymore because yeah. it's, it's racist. They're like, ah. So we don't need this. We're going to just oh. not. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I love how the, like, the term of racism people. has changed so much. It's a catch-all now. Yeah, yeah, no. It's just it's just a fun buzzword, you know? You don't like people getting shot? Yeah. Feels a little racist. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's, that's a little edgy, man. My big question is, where does that all go? Yeah. Because yeah. it feels like we're, we're going down a bad path, but what's... Yeah. Do we stop? What's... Where do do we just keep going until what? I feel like we've never, and I mean, I guess people have, there's probably been someone like me saying this like every decade for the past like, you know, 20 years, but I'm like, it's getting to such a crazy point of tension between everybody. And like, you know, we're just like the poverty in the US, just the everything. When you look at the whole sphere of how things are going, it's like a very hot, water where things are going to go super bad at some point i'm like i don't see how it's not going to reach a head where like not like full civil war but i'm like we're going in that direction closer than we ever have been i mean what also the last civil war we ever had was when we were taking someone off the ballot and that was abe and then now we took someone off the ballot this year first time we've done that since fucking the last civil war which is also weird but yeah insane you know People were always saying that under Trump that there's going to be a civil war. Yeah. And I never really bought it. It never felt like that. Yeah. I mean, tensions were hot, but now it's... Dude, it keeps getting hotter. Yeah. It's now up. it's not that far of a yeah. No, the gasket's about to blow, dude. I don't know in what capacity it's going to happen, but like, I mean, no one, no one's happy. Like, you talk to Democrats, they're not happy. You talk to Republicans, they're not happy. You talk to people in the middle, libertarians, whatever, they're not happy. Like, no one is satisfied with how things are going. And like, even I think uh, Biden's third term was the lowest approval rating someone's ever had since like Carter or something like that. Like, they're the only two people who have had the this low of an approval rating in their third term ever. Like, no one's stoked. Like, and even when you get past that initial like defensiveness, when you talk about Biden, people are like, look, he's not the best. I'm not saying he's the best. And I'm like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's not the best at all. Like, we, and we're, it's always the lesser of two evils. And like, now it's just getting more and more not i think on meet the press one of the more recent and that's a left-leaning you know tv show and they were saying that i don't remember if it was 70 something or 80 something percent of democrats now believe that biden has cognitive issues that are moderate to severe yeah so it's like i mean dude my grandpa who just died of dementia yeah eerily similar to biden dude I'm yeah. like, he literally walking in the kitchen, oh, 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 and then just walks out, and you're like, what? The fuck, dude? <laughs> like, I literally just saw Biden do that at the podium, like just the fucking the Roomba thing, where it's like when he finishes his speech, yeah, just, yeah he turns mm-hmm. into a human Roomba, <laughs> just like <laughs> bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where to go, and everyone's like, this way, come on, come on, like it's it's fucking insane, dude. 
you know? It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying we're not going to have an election, but I think it's also crazy how many people are like, there's just not going to be election in 2024. Like something's going to happen where we're going to have FEMA come in and it's going to just, the election is not going to happen. And I'm like, that'd be crazy. Wild. I could see them. I, I, it, I'd be hard pressed to believe that Biden makes it yeah. to, to 2024 yeah. election. Yeah. I think it's more likely that maybe somebody else gets ushered in. Well, the Michelle Obama whole, Michelle the whole Obama? Michelle Obama thing that's or happening. Or even Gavin Newsom. It feels oh, like dude. he's trying to. I feel like he already has such a negative track record with what he's done with California. Dude, I feel like there's such he a. He looks like a Batman supervillain, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more than anybody else, dude, the slicked hair. Most the, stereotypical like, used car salesman. Oh, type my person. God. Since dude, like Greece, Mitt Romney was dude. the last person that I saw like on that stage yep. looking like a used car yeah. salesman. Yeah. Dude, and, even like the gray streaks in his hair. Yep. That go, like, dude, the whole thing. I'm like Batman villain. It's insane. Yeah. Hair Absolutely perfectly wild. gelled and yeah, all that kind of. He just looks like <laughs> that's why. Right. Even when he came out with the whole, like I was saying earlier, the whole thing where he's all like, "Yeah, no, we like we can fix this problem, but we're not going to." And everyone's like, "Checks out." <laughs> okay, well, I don't know what to say to that. So, like, you know, straight shooter. I, you know, but people will vote for him. Yeah, and my fear is that you're going to have people outside of California who are Dems. And just see that D next yeah. to his name and think, okay, yeah. right. better than Trump. Yeah, yeah. we well, can that, take him. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is I'm like, and that's why sometimes it does feel pointless voting in Cali because it always goes blue. It's not like, you know, I could vote whatever I want. It goes blue every time. So, and it's not like he's enacting positive change. No, I could no. see the blue no matter who if there was general progress or even if th things didn't get worse like if it just at least stayed the same but it's it's factually yeah, it's got state worse. of california is definitely taking a We've massive gone decline hard. well yeah. even that's what I, uh, I always i keep on pe seeing people talk about how the way that they're going to save the election and the democrats are going to win is by all the the open border thing we have now and they're going to make it so that all, everyone coming in can vote which is insane and then that's how they're going to secure it because like they're not going to secure it right now without bringing extra people in you know like no one no one wants it how it is. Even like, dude, the, I don't know if you guys saw the skyscraper in LA that like that they got tagged. tagged up all the way. I'm like, it's literally turning into Grand Theft Auto, dude. Like that's yeah. like something you'd see in like Grand Theft Auto 6. Like it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. I saw that. I thought it was set up and then you realize, yeah. oh no, it's no. not. Dude, this is not. The footage of I that helicopter CGI, with the fucking, the spotlight on the dude spray painting. And I literally was like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the start of a insane. dystopian movie. Yeah, dude. You cut to that yeah. and like, oh shit. Is yeah. And we really are getting like that. That's just what I mean by the whole like, I don't know if we're going to have a civil war because we're getting it's it's the weirdest time ever since I've been alive with how unstable the political climate is and like how unhappy everyone is, dude. Like, I don't know one person in California who's all like, California's gotten better. We're doing good. This is solid. Yeah, we're on a yeah. good track. This is great. I don't know why you're complaining. I'm like, no one's happy, dude. Every fucking gas fuck dude yeah you know just living in general the yeah. price of everything dude housing fucking insane dude especially up here right now yeah. it's, it's honestly like competitive with like socal pricing dude and we don't have any and you're opportunities that you get down there well that's why i was like I'll, i remember people used to go to la and i was like oh man that's so expensive and now people are going to la and i'm like i mean la sucks but like housing wise it's not like you're that much worse off like which is insane it's like an extra few hundred bucks and you get yeah pretty comparable living it's yeah. really not that insane yeah dude. and more opportunity down there. yeah well, even with more. all the crime yeah, yeah. at least yeah. you could find 
a well-paying job. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Like, yeah, at least the options there. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's it's really fucking wild. And nobody wants to change anything. No, yeah, no. It's wild. Everyone acknowledges we're not in a good place. Yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, let's just keep on this. Yeah. Keep this going though. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. that's part of the reason I even like uh, Kennedy is because I'm like. It doesn't feel like either any other option is change. Like any other option is just going to be more of the same. He feels like him or hate him, like change. And I'm like, at some level, we just need some kind of fucking change, you know? Like no matter what form that comes in, either send us into the toilet so we can start over or fucking make it better. But like either way, let's go fully down and just get it over with or let's go up in a good way. And either way, something will happen. Like insane. I like that he's been burnt by the system. Yeah, At a yeah. face level, I like that. Yeah. When you take into the fact that CIA probably murked his uncle for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Probably his dad. I mean, yep. I mean right. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Because then this guy's, you ha- you would have to think he's going to get in there and shake something yeah. up. You yeah. don't go through that and think, oh, I'm going to be best friends with these guys now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's not page. happy. Like, that's why, like, he's like the only, I feel like every other, all the politicians are stoked because they're still filling their pockets. Not that he's not doing fine, but like he's not happy with how things are and everyone else just seems like they're happy with it. Like even like Biden being like the only reason I'm running is because Trump's running. And I'm like, that's a fucking terrible reason to run, dude. I'm like, don't run then. Like that shouldn't be a good enough reason to run a country like because someone else is trying to. What, dude, if you're not in it, which you're not, then don't, you know, that's the saddest thing for him is he's wanted this for so long. Yeah. And probably done so much shady shit to get there. Yeah. And I don't think he enjoys it at all because he can't. Yeah, he's not cognitively there. Yeah. No. So all the plagiarism, all the lies, all the just, just egregious missteps yeah. in government that he made to get here. Yeah, he finally. didn't get to reap any of his rewards at all. No, he's not there, dude. He's just—it's a shell. It's crazy. It's it's fucked up. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna it's do? Elder what abuse. Do? It is elder, <laughs> elder, <laughs> elder abuse. At what point do we say that? Okay. Put him at home. Fuck, dude. <laughs> if someone was doing that to your grandpa. Yeah. You would say, we got to stop this. Let yeah. the guy live out his last few yeah. months in yeah. peace. Let him be happy somewhere. Yeah. No, Jill's Jill's fucking pushing the buttons, dude. She's making it happen. Well, some people are saying that it's the Obamas. Yeah. Kind of just yeah. hanging on the back end. Yeah. Okay, what can we, what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, uh, even just the whole Hunter Biden thing. Like, Hunter Biden just, just I'm like. Whose cocaine is in the White House? <laughs> yeah. Who's cocaine's in the White House, you know? <laughs> like, come on, dude. I mean, even just uh, apparently on like Air Force One or whatever, the I think it's Air Force One that the president always gets to ride in on and stuff. And like they have a set list of people that are on it every time. And like just the amount of little things that I guess on surface area don't seem like a big deal, but like you, you have the set guests that are on the plane and it's always announced who's going to be on the plane. And then like, I think this is one of the first, and these are like the little things that just slip through the cracks, but this is one of the first times that their Hunter Biden was on the like helicopter when it landed too. And like, he wasn't supposed to be on the list. And then it's like just little things like that, where it's like, that's like coming from someone who doesn't really like rules or laws. And I would much rather the government have a very minimal, minimal control and even just jurisdiction over America in general. I'm like, if you're going to make it so we follow laws, the person who's fucking running the country has to fucking follow the laws more than anybody else. If you're going to do it, that that guy has to be the role model for doing things right. And he's not doing anything right. I'm like, dude, your son's railing lines in the white house, dude. Like what the fuck, dude? Like insane. 
Well, you tack on the Burisma shit, the laptop. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there that people just don't want to pay attention no, to. No, not at all. Well, and that's why I just hate it because it's like, it's just pointing fingers at each side where I'm like, Trump had these things happen. And then like, well, Biden had these things happen. It's like, okay, but none of that helps. None of that's fixing anything. None of this does a thing for anybody, you know? Every, each side's just building up their villain. Yeah. Their uh -huh. nemesis that they can point to and say, this guy's got to go. Yeah. This is why our guy needs to be in because look at how corrupt this person is. Yeah. And nobody's looking in the mirror. No. Saying, what well, and then us? all the people who are the citizens of the U.S. are like, hey, man, what the fuck? None of this shit matters. Like, what are we doing here, dude? Like, hey, we don't give a shit, man. Like, you know, but. It's a crazy time. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's a crazy time to be putting stuff out online. Yeah. I don't know how that translates to music, but with the podcast, yeah. have you guys run into any... Oh, I'm just waiting Flags to get canceled. Or get pulled or anything? I'm yeah, we're, we've been waiting on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's kind of why I wanted to start doing the comedy podcast with my buddy because I'm like... Shout out to get, Barnable Pod. Yeah, yeah. Let me just get ahead of it, you know? Let me just fucking get ahead of it. If you guys are going to cancel me, let me give you adequate fuel to fucking cancel me because I'm like, you know... Like I already Shane Gillis dude, technique. Yeah, I already have a bad <laughs> digital footprint. I'm not going to try and like, you know, I'm not going to hide it at this point. I can't run for president, you know? It's cool. <laughs> it's not going to be me. Yeah, the censorship stuff, that's what freaks me out the most. Oh, dude, just because 100%. You're so tied to it. Dude, well, Meta just passed rules Can I about. Hit the bathroom real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Meta, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that they just made it so they're not going to promote any posts that talk about political shit anymore. And right before the election, I'm like, that's fucking insane, dude. We're making it now, like with the whole censorship thing you're saying, where I'm like, huh. now they're like, they're going to start hiding more political shit and they're making it so you have to go to the pages basically like the shit that they want you to see yeah to be able to get any political information on instagram and shit and i'm like that's fucking insane dude wait so like what is there like a qualification program you know for like journalists to be able that's to what, not i, I haven't under that? looked into it that much but i just saw this dude talking about it because he talks about a lot of political shit and it's yeah. like a lot of the people that a lot of people are now going to information for are independent people who yeah. have podcasts or like whether it's pbd or anything like that mm -hmm. and it's like now if they want to be able to fucking talk about it I don't know if they're going to have to appeal to be able to have their thing still put forward for people or what that's going to look like. But mm. like, I mean, we've all experienced, I'm sure some form of shadow banning where I'm like, I know I post weed on my shit. And now ever since I did that, I kind of fucked my whole shit up. Right. And which is even just that is insane. Cause I'm like the amount of shit you see on Instagram where I'm like, I see people dying on Instagram every day now. All day. And dude. if I post just getting murked. Oh dude, yeah. literally just like it's live leak now. And I'm like, yeah. if I post a fucking nug, my shit just gets flagged. And I'm like, yeah. that's insane, dude. Easy shootouts, industrial dude. accidents, like car the crashes. Of Chinese dudes I've seen die in fucking factories <laughs> just like yeah. fucking in the past week. Insane, dude. My algorithm has been constant with drone videos dude. in Ukraine of yeah. people just getting yes, blown dude. up. Which also, wow, dude, talk about living to see man-made fucking creations beyond my fucking comprehension. We're in a Black Mirror episode. Dude, dude really. The crazy insane. ones that like you can see the Ukrainian or Russian soldier, whoever it is, but like they look up and they see, and it's like this thing and it's got full autonomy, like move left, right, up, down, and it's like slowly trying to like yeah. track their position and then just comes in on him and blows up. Dude, did you see the one Wild. video of the dude dodging one? Yeah. I was like, yo, that guy, dude, fucking lightning reflexes. Because until dude. you see it, literally you can't just even fucking, imagine. Dude, the way he dives under it and then it just goes right over him and blows up into the ground and then yeah. it just gets up, I'd be like, that's fucking insane, dude. That like that's it's literally straight something out of a video you game. would have seen Called 10 years ago 
in a fucking like video game or in a movie or some shit. And you're yeah. like, oh my God, that's so glad we don't have drones that are killing people now. And it's like, do you know how oh, terrifying that would be? To yeah. be that guy watching this thing. You think it's already scary enough having people shoot at you? Yeah. A drone? Dude, <laughs> imagine running through like a desert or any of that, like a forest even. And you just look and you see there's this flying robot that yeah. is going to explode on impact. Yeah. And, and it's you know what's you. happening. Yeah. yeah. And you have That's to, like, juke this <laughs> robot in the yeah, sky, dude. dude. What the I hell? I mean, even just the fucking police dogs that are getting put out. Yeah. I don't know how well those did. I don't think they did great. I think people were, like, using them for parts, basically, because it's, yeah. like, the beginning stages. But I'm, like, if I'm ever walking in a city and I see one of those, like, spot fucking dogs from uh, yeah, yeah. the robot companies and shit Boston walking Dynamics. around. Yeah, Boston yeah. Dynamics, dude. Uh, I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm just so going towards the point of being like, honestly, maybe it wouldn't be that bad to just buy a little piece of property in the middle of nowhere and just homestead, dude. That's my MO. You know, the more <laughs> like, chaos happens, I'm yeah. like, I need to just check you know, out. I think just a couple chickens and a cow. I think that's fucking, part of the reason like, why the Yellowstone prequel series are so appealing to me. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen them at all, but- I haven't seen 1883, but Yellowstone oh, okay. was- I, Well, I'm starting Yellowstone now. I I'm, I'm just got to season three, but- 1883 is incredible, even compared to now. I saw I saw them in chronological order. So I went 1883, then 1923, and now Yellowstone. Uh, so I did like the opposite of what you're when they were made. But dude, 1883 is incredible. 1923 is also amazing. I think 83 is better, but yeah, it's just so much cooler, bro. I don't know. There's like so, something like so much more simple about like yeah. life. Well, that's what's so funny about just growing up, dude. Like I so used to be like, oh my God, like even with music, I feel like my whole ambitions with music have changed a lot where I'm like, still the number one goal would love to make music work out. But I'm like, the appeal of being in the midst of all the shit that I now hate is lost all of its glam where I'm all like, if I have enough money to just eat the food I want to eat every day and not be stressing out and just get to make music because I enjoy making music. I'm like, that sounds so much more appealing than being in like the middle of Hollywood. I fucking hate Hollywood, dude. Yeah. Famous people suck, dude. Yeah. Like talking with famous people, you're like, oh my God, dude, that would be awful to be like you. That sounds fucking terrible, dude. Especially if you're in the pocket the, of Hollywood. The ones actually, that care about the ladder, yeah. they, they got to climb yeah. up and all the accolades and all the, you yeah, know, dude. like they want you to be able I'm to- not hanging out with Diddy. Yeah. Every Ever, interaction dude. is just social climbing. Yeah. Dude. How can I get to you to get to this yeah, other dude. person? I already hate using my phone and I put that shit on do not disturb all the time, let alone like then you're famous and your phone's constantly blowing up and like that just dude, that sounds terrible, man. That's why I like uh I don't know if you listen to Coulter Wall. Dude, fucking you want to talk about wall. a great voice. Amazing voice. And I love the fact that Joe Rogan's been trying to get him on his pod for two years. And he's literally he's just, just on a ranch. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, no, nah, man. Not interesting. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's like, I'm just doing my thing, man. In the Appalachians, just fucking just. And uh, putting out some fucking great music. That's real country, mm. dude. I fucking, I always, I grew up being like, I hate country, fuck country music. And then you reach an age and you're like, I fucking love country music, man. Not fucking like Morgan Wallen shit, but I'm like, you give me some fucking Tyler Childers, some Colter yeah, Wall. But you you don't like country pop. No, that's fuck radio country in general, but I'm like some good Coulter Wall, Tyler Childers, all that shit. I'm like, that's, that's simple, real music. Love that shit, man. 
Even radio country has its place, though. You're out on a boat, oh, yeah. on a lake. I was going to say, if, I, if I'm turning up with the boys, you're out on a lake, dude. Come on. I'll slap on some wallet. That dude. guy, uh, Dusty Little Jason Slay. Aldean. That comedian, Dusty Slay. Goes, yeah. He goes, we grew up in a trailer park, so I didn't go out to the lake. I didn't grow up with that. But when I hear a good country song, he goes, I remember that lake. Yeah. Dude, no, that's, <laughs> dude, 100%, dude. I've been to Ruth Lake like three times, and I'm like, I reminisce on those moments when fucking little Jason Aldean comes on, man. Fuck, dude. Dirt Road Anthem? Stop, man crazy shit it's nice that we're in a time where you don't have to be localized in that way to a big city to create Mm -hmm. really good shit yeah you can be out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere and just produce what you want to produce yeah yeah well that's what i overall i mean eli knows this i'm fucking pretty i'm not a great tech guy i don't i don't like instagram i hate social media in general but I do love that it's given people who are just podunk people in the middle of nowhere, whether you're making rap, country, any type of music, it does give people ability to be seen doing a fucking amazing music, dude. Like I found some people who are the most like low down, not doing great and seeing their videos pop and like seeing their fucking come up just because of Instagram and shit. And I'm like, that is where I'm like, Instagram's cool for those reasons where I'm like, I found fucking great underground artists because of that shit. Well, I mean, even, I mean, talking about country and people popping off at social media is that one dude earlier this year, right? Uh, I'm trying to blank on his name, but that song the Caught Richmond fire. North of Richmond yeah Richmond. dude oh, oh man. my god dude yeah. yeah popped and he's now selling out uh, like massive venues all across yeah, the dude. country going on tour and dude, I hate Joe it. Rogan had him on the pod I and- hate how they used that song as like a political device too and that was the whole anti thing about the song and then like Fox News used it CNN used it and they're like oh Oliver Anthony like, <laughs> yeah, yeah Oliver Anthony yeah, and yeah, he yeah. came out and said I'm talking about you guys yeah, yeah. Exactly. all you people trying to yeah. use my yeah. song you're the ones in the song that I'm shitting on no and he's fucking good dude like ah that that exactly perfect example of like that shit's fucking awesome dude and talk about finding a moment Mm -hmm. where you put something out there that the world desperately needs and it just catches fire and that song took off because i mean like unless you're really doing great everybody can relate to that shit dude where it just like you know doesn't feel like anybody cares about the actual blue collar people trying to do shit in this country that make the country work, you know? Yeah. The struggling person who's just trying to survive. Yeah. Get through the day. Yeah. Go home. Repeat the process tomorrow. Yeah. With like really nothing to show for it at the end of the fucking day, dude. And he's got a crazy story. He, he said something like he threw himself to God like Mm -hmm. a couple weeks before that song came out. He was smoking a lot of weed, was struggling, not happy. Yeah. And just, then that song catches, and that's all it takes. Yeah, is you could be doing something for twenty years, and then one day it just. Yeah, it I mean, dude, that's why my whole thing. Anytime anybody's asked me about like, oh, like, dude, what what do you think about music, or like, what's advice and shit, and I'm like, just keep doing it, dude, because it's like if you're doing music to get famous, you're never gonna fucking get famous, and you shouldn't. But it's like if you're doing music because you enjoy making music. Keep making music, dude. Like, there's so many fucking artists who haven't made a name for themselves until their 30s, 40s, like you know, and it's like. Music is a thing that isn't for a certain demographic, you know? You can always fucking make music and always fucking be seen from what you're doing, especially if you're actually into it. That's why even uh, T-Pain, I just saw a video of him talking about how he's all like, I don't make hits, I make music that feels good to make. And it's like, when you're trying to make music to pop, 
that's never when it's going to work out. But if you're trying to make music that you genuinely enjoy making, that's when like but you're going to get something good. All from his it. music was made off that ecstasy, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, talked about that at length, shit, bro. Like his music, he's always on ecstasy. Like I don't know about nowadays, but at least his music when it was coming out. Oh, and did like, you can pop. hear it in Bartender, dude? Yeah, stop. Man. He was talking about how he would always be on ecstasy versus. Um, you know, like Future wanted to collab with him and he mm -hmm. was like, honestly, I couldn't do it because he's always on like lean and promethazine, yeah. like things downers. that are downers. Yeah. So he goes, the energy in the studio would just be off. It just wouldn't even, we wouldn't have chemistry. Like it would just be weird. And just based off that alone, he was like, nah, I can't. Yeah. Which I also, those guys are actually that, you know? doing the drugs they're singing about. I was well, listening to Russ talk about yes, that. Yeah. On the flagrant pod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just listened to the other that day. That blew that my mind. Incredible conversation. Yeah. And he's talking about how Juice World, was it lean? He started drinking yeah. lean because. Because of future. future. Yeah. Yeah. Was and he ended it. up dying, overdosing on that shit. And future is the one who got him into it. And then Nicki Minaj was talking on, a, on I think Joe Budden's podcast, maybe about how when she's talking to future, future is like, you really think I'm doing all these drugs I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that shit. No. And it like, obviously, because a lot of these dudes are doing a bunch of different, like, you know, they'll, they have to tour every, you know, perform for how many thousand, tens of thousands of people every single night for months at a time. Like, you can't be mm -hmm. super abusing all your drugs and doing that. Like, that's no, dude, not, you, you're going to die. Even like, I don't, I don't like Macklemore. He's not great, but. That one song he does have about drugs where he's all like the amount of people who promote doing drugs and making music, which like, I'm not saying that there isn't a time and a place for drugs and music. Great combination. You can come up with awesome shit. However, he's all like all these people who are like, oh, this is how I have to make good music. And it's like, that's the, uh, you're not going to be a productive person it's doing that shit every day. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not how that shit works out. And then you fucking get old and you realize like, oh man, drugs do kill people. That's fucked up. Like I know I've had so many homies OD off shit just in part because they thought that shit was cool, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of musicians and comedians talk about how like their first you know, however many number of experiences getting on stage, they have to be drunk to perform. Yeah. And that like is a social lubricant for them, makes them feel better. But then after getting sober or after just like even lessening on the alcohol uh, and then touring afterward, they realize like, oh, I wasn't doing myself a service or the people. I was actually just making myself feel like I was performing better. But in reality, I was performing worse yeah. and I was sloppy and it felt more fun, and that's all it was. Yeah, no, and then 100%. you need that, yeah. right? You're chasing yeah. that dragon because oh, if I go on stage without it, I'm not going to be as good. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, I fucking struggle with that. Like the first like 50 performances, we I feel like we did. I was <laughs> yeah. all like, dude, just fucking nerve wracked. So I'm like, I was doing shit, and then I feel like my best shit has been when I've been like the most sober point of my life. You know, actually yeah. just fucking because you you can actually just relate to people. You know, like there's it's like wearing glasses when you're like trying to talk to someone. It feels like. Like you guys aren't on the same wavelength and people don't really read you because you're fucking out of your fucking head just trying to calm yourself down. And then like that's the, also once again the same thing with like the allure of becoming a famous musician has died a little bit to the extent where I'm like it's not for – it's not for fucking uh, – it doesn't feel like it's for yourself. You're like selling yourself out where it's all like if you have to – because you do get caught in that rut of like oh, I have to be doing a drug – or like drinking or some shit to fucking calm down for this thing. And then it's like, you're doing it all for everybody else and it's no longer for you, you know? 
which is like just an unhealthy fucking pattern that I feel like so many musicians get caught in. And that's why how many fucking musicians fucking OD and die? Like it's fucking insane, dude. Well, like even in the past the couple of years of it too. Yeah. The yeah. rock star who's going out and crushing every night and also taking a shit ton of drugs. Yeah, dude. Like that's the allure. Yeah, dude. You're just, this, I mean, you're lead that singer guy. of the fucking doors, dude, Jim Morrison, fucking insane he fucking was drinking like two fifths of alcohol a day and taking a bunch of downers and like saddest dude ever made iconic timeless music and i mean you know died doing that so well, even juice world think about what i mean that kid yeah. had talent yeah. oh insane yeah. dude. and you just i mean how old he was in his 20s early yeah 20s, yeah right? early yeah. 20s yeah i mean saint mackle uh mac miller fucking same yeah, shit you know Miller, yeah, yeah. That one sucked. That one, yeah. That one sucked. Both of those really fucked me up. And then X, but X got shot. Yeah. But, but he was fucking amazing too, dude. And even that, it's like, it's all tied in with the industry and getting famous and people being upset and jealous about it and fucking still staying in the same shitty situations you've been in to put yourself in those situations, you know? And that's the saddest story is you have someone who has so much talent mm-hmm. and almost never gets to fully actualize yeah. that because yeah. either the drugs or crime yeah. or something takes Well, and everyone's always there. using you too. It's like you get to that point where, especially if you do come from a shitty area, where no one around you has it like how you have it. Everyone fucking used him. Like his fucking mom was using him for so much shit and like everyone around him was fucking just mooching off of him and fucking puts you in a bad place, you know? And that it's becomes the reality. Yeah. That's what you're living in. Yeah. Well, and then it makes you feel shitty because you're like, wow, so everybody who I thought was close to me is now just fucking using me for my shit, which then makes you more sad and do more drugs, put yourself in worse situations again and again, you know? It's crazy. It's a crazy world. And I would imagine the nerves that you're feeling when you either first get on stage or you're playing a big venue mm-hmm. yeah. must just be insane. Yeah. All these people are here to listen to you. Yeah. Well, and then that's another point that Russ brought up in that, in that convo was like a lot of these people, especially if they pop on social media, didn't get to work out like how you're working. You know what I'm saying? Like when we do shows, sometimes it'll be a hundred people, mm-hmm. you know, some of the low promoted shows we might do in a new area. There might only be like 50 people, you know? Um, some of the local shows, it might be, you know, 300 people at like a good packed, you know, at ATL yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. And you get to work that out right now at yeah. those numbers versus sometimes some of these people pop on social media, their first show is 5,000 people sold out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you oh deal my with God, that dude, pressure? I'm shitting myself. You don't have the skill yet. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're not even good at performing yet. That was the, uh, the thing about, uh, he was talking about Ice Spice. They uh-huh. threw her out at Rolling Loud. That was her first show ever. No way. Meanwhile, everyone is talking about, oh, she sucks at performing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, that was, how many people are good their first time performing yeah. in front of a shit ton of people? Like, yeah. she doesn't know what to do. She's just be, barely being coached, you know, maybe a month before that on yeah. like what she should do with her act and how she should move on stage Fucking and stuff. Nice and it's nice, like, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like yeah. a lot of people do when they pop turn to drugs to deal yeah. with like this pressure of you got every night for how, you know, however many long because they want to pimp you out basically to all yeah. these shows to make money on their investment. 100%. And they need you to perform in front of, you know, 3,000, 4,000 people every single night. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get yeah. fucked up and deal with that stress that way. Well, that's why it's just like whether it's winning the lottery, which that's like another version of winning the lottery. I feel like it's like, how many people who win the lottery deal with that well, you know? Yep. Like, that's why it's like the slow come up 
is the most healthy thing for the human brain to fucking deal with, dude. Like it's fucking, it's not healthy to just suddenly have your life shaken up like that and you don't know how to fucking deal with it. You know, you got to build the discipline in your, in your neural pathways before you can actually deal with a major change, whether it's a positive or negative, you know, like any of that, like extreme up or down can definitely just screw everything up. Yeah, no, I mean, it just shakes your whole world upside down, which is just never healthy, no matter what it is. Like, even with fucking relationships, you know? You fucking dive into a relationship really quick, that shit usually never goes well, as opposed to, like, slowly building some shit up is usually going to be the healthiest thing for everybody involved, like. And if your girlfriend's that, if it's your first girlfriend and she's just a smoke show, yeah, you don't have the back cat. You don't know how to deal uh, with that. Dude, your nah. first one, you're- I still don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> 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 You just get thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is, that crushes people. Yeah. But well, ev- that's what everybody wants. Nobody wants to be the 40-year-old who finally oh, catches dude. a break and yeah. blows up. Everyone wants to be, oh, my first video, I got it. Yeah. And now- Yeah. Well, I think that's what's so unhealthy about, once again, everything in our country is it's so go, go, go. Like, you have to make it now. You have to do it. And it's like, it's never about a slow process of adjusting and growing gradually. It's always like you got to burst through the line of trees like immediately. And like, it's so fucking like, whether it's even people going to the gym where like people like, are like, that's why everyone fucking, I see like fucking like 16 year olds hopping on gear and shit. Cause they want to get big. And it's like, dude, you haven't even fucking reached your fucking potential as you are as a person. Like, yeah. yeah. You know? It's your and first like, month at the gym. Get yeah, dude. Done. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen that fast, man. Like, you know, it's crazy, dude. Such a fucking immediate gratification generation. And I I feel like social media, once again, didn't help with that at all. Like, you know, that's why everyone's attention span for doing anything. If it doesn't work out immediately, I'm out. And it's like, fuck, dude, you're never going to make it doing anything. Give it time. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what we were talking about. The first part is, it's just consistency. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great equalizer is, can you work in the dark for an extended period of time and wait for your moment? It's yeah. almost, you're like a farmer. You're planting your seeds. You don't expect them to grow the next day. Yeah. You have to be diligent, work on it every day, and then you'll get the reward. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people just want the reward without doing any work on the back end. And if it was that easy, you would see uh, everybody pot and it would be like the quickest, everybody come run and come do this because you can just jump right up real fast, but yeah, it's not. I guess that's like a double-edged that. sword, even about people like Oliver Anthony, where it's all like, Half of it's cool because you find people like that, but then seeing that shit is also what makes people be like, that's what has to happen to me. And like, it has to fucking like, there's been such rare cases like Joey Badass. I know he fucking in high school released his mixtape that blew up and then he came back from a school break. Yeah. He was was fucking famous when he blew up. Yeah. Yeah, Same thing with uh, Chance the Rapper. He he did that in senior year, I believe, dropped his mixtape during like winter break I think and then after winter break came back everyone knew it and it was yeah, popping already yeah. well and then, like then you look at people like Future he didn't get famous till he's in his 30s and yep. like he was fucking consistent about it you know yeah fucking constantly doing it you just have to be able to stay the course yeah even if you're not getting any gratification from it yep. not seeing any traction you just gotta it's almost a weird level of self belief mm-hmm. that you can just keep working absolutely did you ever see the uh the kanye documentary on netflix i have i gotta see it i've heard it's good honestly incredible like regardless of controversial stuff that kanye has done you know what i'm saying but they uh because it was this the these two videographers that were um that were with him basically from the jump like before he even moved from because he moved from chicago to new york in the i think 2001 maybe um and so they've known him since like the late 90s. And so he ended up moving to New York 
And these guys quit what they were doing in Chicago to move with him to New York. So he was nobody yet. He had like a few uh, records that he produced, I think like a couple for Jay-Z at that time or something like that. And then- Because that was before Jay-Z was even huge, huge anyway. Well, Jay-Z was big. But he wasn't not like, as big as he is like now. Like yeah, that's what he I wasn't mean. Just like, like goat status. Yeah, it, was it wasn't like full. oh, he's big right now. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, and then they, they so they have all real from that time like videos of everything. And I don't know if you ever listened to the um, one of the craziest things is on that song. Uh, is it Last Call? Where he, it's like a 13 minute song and like nine minutes of it isn't the song. It's just the beat playing in the background. And he tells the story of like going up to this record label and he played the songs for these executives and blah, blah, blah. They were laughing at him. They closed the door on him and all this stuff. And then he went to these people and did all this. And they actually show the footage of that entire experience in the documentary and the video. So they're with him going up the stairs, up the elevator to the the record label and they're there when he's playing the song for the executives and they have to leave and he's like man they didn't want my shit blah 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 we got to go to these people and then he's going to them and it's like real time footage from the early 2000s before anyone even believed in him and even then he had that that belief of like i mean they they basically just missed out on the biggest opportunity they ever got yeah and it's like he's nobody yet you yeah. know like he's trying to be but He's not there yet. Well, you're crazy till it works out. Yeah. And they were all like, we believe. That's why we're here filming, you know, and obviously he believes. But there's these people that and then years later, obviously, one of the fucking biggest artists ever of all time. But he knew it way before. Yeah. And that's just insane to have that level of confidence when, you know, he has like, you know, maybe a few tens of thousands, you know, that he's made off music so far, but he's not really even in the thick of it at all. Doesn't even have one good like yeah. hit song yet. Well, I feel like that's what I really like about that one quote that I see people like reposting on their videos of music, but it really stands for anything that you're into where it's like, if no one listened to your music, would you still make music? And it's like, same thing with like, if no one saw your paintings, would you still paint or like whatever you're fucking doing? And it's like, if the answer isn't yes, then stop doing it. Cause like, you're not going to have the bandwidth to continue doing something that you like fucking doing. If you don't actually fucking like doing it, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, cause you just want to get famous or cause you want a lot of money or some shit like that. Like if your heart's not in it, you're not going to fucking ever make it happen. You won't like, stick with it long enough. No, no. Cause I mean, it's fucking brutal trying to make anything work out, whether you're starting a small business, whether you're a musician, whether you're fucking anything, like it it's comes with a, a lot of rejection. It's always a money pit up front yeah. as well. It's oh, dude. time and energy so and much money. money, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and so if, it, if you can't look back on all the money you've spent on whatever you've been doing to start what you're trying to get into, then and if you can't look back on that and be happy with all the money you spent, then fuck, dude, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong field, dude. Like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. I look around and I'm like, I just don't think, I try to separate that out. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Cause that's not why you're doing it. Cause yeah. you enjoy doing it. And that's like, if you know, it's like, if you don't enjoy doing what you're doing, then how do you expect to have a good time? If it does even work out, like the money's not going to be enough. Like how many fucking famous people have we heard talk about how I thought I was going to be happy when I hit this accolade and then you get there and then you're not happy. And it's like, that's just what life is. If you can't be happy with what you're doing in the moment at that very time, then you're never going to be fucking happy, dude. Like I've already reached points in music that when I very first started making music, I'd be like, that's fucking insane, dude. Like that, I, I feel like I fucking made it at that point. And then you get there and you're like, uh, you know, what's next? That's not shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even like with Rockstar, I'm like, I always yeah. thought 
before any of that shit, I was like, oh, if I ever get a song that's like at a million plays, I fucking made it. And then you're like, oh, that's not how that works at all. (laughs) Like, and then you're not satisfied at all. And it's like, oh, you got to just be happy with the music you're making and the things you're fucking doing. Cause otherwise you're going to fucking burn out. It's not fun. Alex Ramosi has this great quote. Love him. He's so good. You've already achieved the goals you said would make you happy. So fucking good, dude. Yeah. He's fucking, he's got so many little banger fucking things. Oh man. His Twitter is just a gold mine. Yeah. Talk about a fucking success story too. That guy's fucking crushing it, man. Success story and you can track his progress. I mean, yeah. You can go see his old videos yeah. and you you get to see that evolution, yeah. which I think is cool about the internet ages. You can track, like with the Kanye situation, you yeah. can document yeah. when you're at the bottom and then hopefully when you're at the top yeah. and you have that archive of, hey, I it didn't just happen. Yeah. Right? You can go back, see the progress, see yeah. all the work. Well, how to get there. And I feel like that's part of the reason people like Hermosi and fucking Jordan Peterson and all these like even fucking uh, Huberman Lab, like all that shit where it's like they started doing it. It's like they were big. They're just like college professors or whatever. And it's like it's the authenticity as well. Like those guys are genuinely the people that they portray themselves as. And I feel like that's where so many people go wrong is like I get the whole fake it till you make it thing. But if it's not you and you're trying to sell someone that isn't yourself and then you do make it you're famous off of something that isn't actually in you. And that's not actually like how you want to live. And that's why it's like, it's the consistency that comes with people like Alex or anybody. It's like, it fucking, it's just undeniable because it's, and it's the shit we talked about too, where it's like, even with my music, when I was trying to make music at first that I'm like, this is fun to listen to. And then when you actually start making vulnerable music and you start talking about real shit that everyone can fucking relate to, like no one can relate to driving around in a Bugatti. Like that's fun to listen to when you're fucking drunk, I guess, or some shit, but it's like, no one fucking like, I don't have hoes. Like, you know, like it's not fucking easy to relate to, but then it's like, if you're talking about shit where it's like everyday struggle and you're being just authentic, everyone gravitates to that way more. Everyone's been through a rough breakup. Everyone's been through a tough, any sort of emotional trauma. Like that's something everyone can relate to. Yeah. Even if they don't want to talk about it in public, they love to listen to it in private, you know? Yep. And the work that would go into keeping up that facade yeah. would just yeah. be exhausting. Yeah. And then the, you'd look around and see all these people around you and think, are they here because of me or this person yeah. that I'm yeah. trying to present myself as? Yeah. And it's honestly, once again, same thing as going into a relationship where I feel like so many people try and sell themselves as somebody that's like more attractive or more confident than they are, or like just something that they're not. And then even if you do land the relationship and you bag the girl, she's into somebody that you're fucking how long not. can you keep that <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like fuck dude it's like all of a sudden you have a girlfriend and she lives with you and you're like oh man i'm not that guy at all you're, fuck, all the yeah. time. you're like i can't be myself because you didn't you didn't fucking fall in love with the person that i actually am you know and it's like same thing with whatever you're doing it's got to be hard with music though because so many people are trying to go down that route yeah i got bitches i've got money i've got the chain i've got all this stuff even when they don't yeah and that gets traction i mean people want to listen to that yeah yeah so trying to buck the system and say okay i'm gonna do what i want to do i'm gonna create how i want to create yeah i feel like i had to change my viewpoint on because i always was all like you want to make i feel like especially when you're starting out it's like you want to make the music that's like when people are having a good time you want to listen to it and it's like when people are like at a party or something like that and it's like that's fun i love seeing people like party to my music it's great but i'm like there's also how much more time do people spend not in that mode? You know what I mean? Like at least myself, when I'm like driving to the gym or driving around or hanging out at my house, I'm not listening to fucking future songs for the most part. You know, I'm fucking listening to like real music 
that's about like day to day things that I'm doing and like heartbreak or whatever. And it's like, I feel like it's such a image that's sold. That's not actually accurate of like, most of the time you're not listening to fucking like Lil John. Uh, that's, you know, that's not <laughs> what, like, you're not like, it's not what most people want to listen to and all the time. He crushed that Super Bowl though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's like, you know, majority of the time and the majority of people want to listen to things that they can relate to. And I think there's a time and a place for listening to stuff that is fun, but the majority of life isn't that fun, dude. Like, you know, you work to get the fun, but a lot of it is working for it. And that's why I feel like people loved fucking uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, you know? That's fucking, it's relatable, you know? And it's real. Yeah. You hear that song and you see the guy and you think, okay, yeah, this came from a real place. Yeah. He's not yeah. trying to present this. Yeah. And that's why I even love Tyler Childers. Like, I feel like so many people, and this is one thing that helped me a lot, is like, you see these like charismatic people on stage who are just fucking amazing at doing what they do. And you're like, that's how I have to be on stage when I'm performing. Like I have to be on every single time I'm performing. And it's like, life still happens, dude. People still die, relationships still fail, and you're still getting booked to do shit. And so trying to put yourself in that mind state of like, oh, I'm, I have to be on and look like I'm having a great time and all this shit. And then that's why I love seeing people like Tyler Childers, where like he is a sad guy. You can tell he's a fucking sad dude. Even when he's on stage, it's not like he's like smiling and having a great time and he's selling out fucking Red Rocks, huge fucking auditoriums because it's fucking real and what he's putting out is real. And then even like this one dude, Johnny Goth, who I got to see live in LA like a minute ago, he's being himself. He's not crazy charismatic on stage, but it's part of his persona. And it's like, if it's part of your persona, that's going to work out. But if you're just trying to be on all the time, it's like same thing with people who you just constantly see always trying to be happy and friends with everyone. And it's like that person goes home and they're usually fucking sad as fuck. Cause it's like your social battery runs out on that type of shit. So quick, especially when you're in front of so many people, like constantly. Yeah. I mean, that's struggle. You're under a spotlight can't keep that up forever yeah and a lot like a lot of people enjoy watching just re like obviously if you're going out to a certain extent you want to have fun and dance and like that's why you got to put a mix of stuff i guess in to your set list when you're like making stuff but like people love the real breakdowns and like everything like even when you're like watching an orchestra and there's like a build-up and then a breakdown and it's so important to like not just have crazy high energy shit the whole time but to have like some slow stuff some high energy shit and actually like work you got to play on people's emotions because no one you're not you gonna build tension yeah exactly you yeah. know like fucking build it up break it down tension, a little bit release, build it up tension release. end on a high note edge the crowd yeah exactly <laughs> gotta edge the crowd dude when you're creating music are you trying to create it where you're at at that point in time so if you're sad 100%. that's What's going to come through? hundred percent, dude. All my music's been fucking mostly sad for the past like five years, you know? I feel like it's so easy when like when I was in high school and like fresh out of high school, it's like obviously some people have like awful shit happen fucking right out the gates of their lives, which is sucks. But you know, you're, everybody's going to have a hard life at some point. No one's going to get out of life without having some rough years and shit. And, uh, that's uh, I've I've had so many moments where I'm like I want to make this type of song right now and it never ends up being the song that I'm making you always fucking it's such like a 
whatever vibe I'm in at that time. And it's like, if things are not going great or if like I'm being humbled or whatever, like that's the, you're not going to make some music about feeling like the shit. If you're like, I'm not the fucking shit, dude. Like I'm a fucking person. Things aren't working out. And it's like, once again, back to the T-Pain thing where it's like, when you try to make a hit, that's the worst music I've ever fucking made. And when you're trying to just make music, because I'm like, that's for me, that's like the healing shit too, where I'm like, before I like actually started therapy, my only therapy and the only way I could be vulnerable with people is through music. Like I'll say shit in songs that I would never even say to most of my homies, you know, like in a conversation, like I'm not going to fucking talk about like crying and going through awful shit and feeling depressed and suicidal and shit to people in my life. I do that more now because of music, but it's like starting to actually do that with music and saying shit in music that I would, I'm willing to put out songs that like thousands of people will hear that I wouldn't say to fucking one person. And it's like, I think that's why people gravitate towards the more recent shit I put out too, you know? True. Yeah. Sometimes because we record so frequently, sometimes I feel like that's how I get updates on what he's been going through. Yeah. It's all literally yeah. just like, it's how we talk. It's I great. know the lyrics, at least like I'll catch some bars because I'm generally terrible with lyrics anyway. Yeah. Words just suck oh, in even, my head. Even recent songs with everything that's been going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll get updates on yeah. how things happened or like what, how he feels about certain things like yeah. through what's being said in the music. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, at this point too, like same shit we were talking about earlier where I'm like, even if no one ever listened to my music, I'd still make music because that's how I deal with shit. And so I'm like, channeling into that and being like well then just make music that is what you deal with you know like the everyday struggle well that's Shit. a cool relationship because you get to express yourself without actually saying it yeah. obviously you're saying it no 100 song, well that's what's not. so funny about it is i'm like and i've always struggled with like vulnerability and being open and just talking about shit and i'm like i'm fucking an open book compared to how i used to be and i feel like in part that's a huge part of just trying to make music that is for me, not for anybody else. Like the more you make music selfishly, the more other people will actually enjoy it. Like, well, I, and the more people feel like they understand who you are. Yeah, which once again know, goes to the authenticity is, thing. Yeah, you know? it's like a window into your mind or your yeah. your heart or you know whatever. And I feel like that's why I could never. And like Eli's heard me talk shit about it a lot, and it's like I think it's awesome if you can do ghostwriting and stuff like that. But I'm like, that's why I can never be a ghostwriter because I'm like, I can't make music for somebody else. Like I've like even like when people have been like, oh, let's write a song about this. I'm like, ah, it's fuck, dude. Like when, when our group used to be a lot bigger and people would be like, well, so what's this song going to be about? I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like I gotta, you know, you gotta, I'm not like that much of a religious person, but it feels like the most religious experiences I have are when I'm making music. Cause it's like, it just happens, you know, you don't, it's not like something you're like forcing. And like, anytime I try, anytime I try and force anything musically, it goes so terribly wrong. And I fucking, I'm like, God, I suck at music. And then when I just, it happens, that's when you actually make good songs, you know? It has to be organic. Yeah, it has to be fucking organic, dude. Like, I just, you know, some days you find, spend like hours trying to find a good beat or like fucking a good producer to work with. And then sometimes you just immediately find something and it just clicks and a song will write itself in like 10 minutes versus a song that you'll spend like weeks writing. And it's just like, those are the ones that always hit the most too. Like fucking rituals I got high to, like that one. Yeah. Where that People fucking love that one. I've like never had such a good local response to music like usually i don't get very much local support at all and like that song i had like so many people like dm me talking about like they're like cry to it and all this shit which is like the best thing to ever hear as an artist and i'm like that song i wrote in like fucking like 30 minutes dude like it was yeah. fucking it's so cool having those moments where you're like 
feels like such a direct connection to something higher and it's like fucking awesome you know the idea came from somewhere yeah yeah sense. it doesn't yeah. Even, it feels like you're just like in a vessel that's passing the idea through but it's like it was just, just streams out you know which is great yeah, it's those nice are, when those happens. are the good ones. You can yeah. sit down and just bang it out, and it's something yeah. that's real. It's taken me so long to not try and force it to, and like I'll go through like a month where I can't write anything, and I used to stress out about it. I'm like, maybe I'm never gonna make music again, and now I'm like, you just sit with it and you feel, and you fucking move on through it. Because also that's the thing. It's like when you're constantly writing and only making music and shit. Like especially when we're like super busy doing like back to back shows and shit. At this point, I don't even try and make music in those moments because those are the moments that you then make music about. And like even with relationships and shit like that, I'm like, if I get the opportunity to like dive into a relationship with a girl or do something like that, I know now that I have to take a brief pause from trying to write music because this is the substance that makes the music. I'm like, if you're constantly in the studio writing all the time, at least from my like point of view and shit, all I have to do is write about because all my life experience is just being in the studio. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just writing about making music and you have to live life to be able to actually have substance to write music about, you know? Yep. That's, it's a challenge to do that though. <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge. And then uh, like comedians will talk about like when their whole their whole bit is about the road. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking Traveling, about. going to hotels, going to airports. Yeah. It's like the average person isn't doing that regularly. So it's really hard to relate now. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you no, really have to experience some regular downtime in your life to be able to actually pull from and write about what else, you know, people are, what other people are going through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's such a thing too, where I'm like, it really did like, and I still struggle with it sometimes, but like, I used to be so hard on myself and beat myself up so much when I'm like, just had writer's block. And I genuinely feel like whether you're having writer's block or whether you're like, I'm not inspired doing my painting or whatever it is, like, you got to go out and do shit because like, you need, you need substance to your shit. And you can so feel it when someone's forcing substance. And like, that's, that's when I feel like you get those songs where you're just like, fuck dude how many songs have i heard about like cars and hoes and money and drugs and it's like that is the fallback where you can always go back to that and it's never never something memorable like even the pop songs that are like good party songs like that shit's not gonna fucking be timeless like no one there's just gonna be a new party song to listen to in 10 years but like sad music dude like people still listen to fucking vivaldi and all these fucking sad songs that were made fucking in like the 1800s and shit when these dudes were going through breakups back then and they're like dude did you hear that fucking new vivaldi track dude like fucking crying his eyes out to some like fucking like orchestra music that still to this day is getting played by people going through shit and it's like that's fucking the goal with music you know have actual like timeless shit that doesn't die. Create something that lasts. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. One hit wonders fucking suck, dude. Like not hate on Sir Mix a lot. Like everybody likes fat asses, but like, you know, how, how often are you going to be a Sir Mix a lot? You know, I wonder how much of the stuff that's coming out today is going to hit that threshold. Yeah. And we'll still be listened to in I mean, 50 dude, years. that's my issue with even really Drake, minimal. Dude. Honestly, I think that Spotify recently came out with statistics that said that uh, I want to say it was 80% of the music being listened to today is four years or older. Yeah. So 
that shows you right there only like 20% of the music that's being listened to yeah. is like <laughs> relatively new within the last three or four years. Yeah. And I mean, even that's like, I like, I like Drake. He's cool. His music's whatever. It's like, it's like fun, digestible music. But I'm like, I like, and maybe this is just me being like, like old or some shit but i'm like i don't i can't think of one of his songs that in 50 years someone like obviously there's going to be a select group of people being nostalgic about shit they listen to like now when they're in their 20s or whatever but i'm like none of his songs are going to be fucking like a fucking like a beatles song where i'm like love or hate the beatles people still love the fucking beatles dude and like i don't know i don't see drake any i can't think of one drake song that is gonna matter in 50 years you know like not to hate on Drake, he's a fucking superstar. Not that he gets a shit, but like, I don't know. It's just, what's your goal at the end of the day? It's like, do you want to get, do you want to pop right now or do you want to have like timeless music? And I, I love, I always love the fucking concept of being, having actual timeless music, you know, which is the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, how, wants. I wonder how achievable it is though with the oversaturation of everybody releasing so much music yeah. versus when the Beatles were a thing, there was a way smaller number of releases. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? No, that's true. So but I mean, honestly, I even see bigger. Richmond north of Richmond, dude. I see that lasting longer than fucking Drake songs. You know what I mean? Like to a certain extent, like. I don't know. I don't know statistically. Yeah. I don't either. I'm just, <laughs> this is just my guess as far as yeah. shit goes, but I'm like, I don't know. And like. I think conceptually it might have more of an impact, uh, possibly, but then it's like numbers would maybe argue against that, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. It's like, you can have a song that lasts longer than other songs that get played more than yours. Like I'd rather have a song that gets like, people are still playing in 50 years than a song that like a fucking billion people played one year. And then no one fucking gives a shit, dude. Like Kesha, who the fuck gives a shit? You know, like her song that was like huge that about like brushing your teeth with a bottle of Jack. Like yeah. that was a, that song's got like 50 yeah. billion plays or some shit. Yeah. And it's all like, no one gives a fuck, dude. Like, well, that, yeah, that's super pop. Yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> people like pop, but yeah. I, I guess that's also the thing is I feel like certain genres have a shorter shelf life. Like I feel like pop in general, short shelf life. And the more, and I hate saying real music because like I make rap and I make like hip hop and stuff like that. But I feel like the more you go away from like instrument music, like real, like, I mean, I I don't know. I, the more you go towards pop and the further you get away from like real emotional, full sound music, the, I feel like that's the juxtaposition of things that are going to last versus things that pop in the moment, you know, like I don't know. It's hard. Even like with Tupac, like his shit is fucking still iconic because he was talking about real emotional hard shit. And I just feel like the more, the more fake your music is not in the extent where maybe it's like real for you, but like the more just artificial your music is and like surface area and vain it is, the less long it's going to fucking last. Like, cause that's not human at the end of the day. I feel like even if you're caught up in the the way things are in modern day society with how fast paced everything is like everyone still at the end of the day likes to go back and have their moments where they listen to like real sad music or just wholesome shit. And like, I don't know. I just feel like that's what lasts longer. That might be why sad songs do last longer is because everyone can relate to that depth. Yeah. Everyone's gone through the bad breakup or the tough time or yeah. the loss of a family member. Yeah. And you can hear that song and instantly place yourself in that time. Oh, hundred percent dude. And I mean, I feel like that's even, not to shit on happiness or anything like that. I love moments where I'm happy, but I feel like 
sadness, and maybe this is just an unfortunate thing for me, but I'm like, sadness feels so much more real than happiness. You know what I mean? Like if I'm drunk out with the homies or like, obviously there's those real good wholesome moments. If you feel like camping or some shit with your boys that I'll always remember, but like, I don't know. I feel like sadness and grief lives with you constantly and happiness is much more fleeting. And so it's all like, you know, like you're always going to have the sad memories. And sometimes I feel like for most people, the sad memories make a bigger difference on who you are as a person than the happy memories. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be who I am today without all the sad shit I've gone through. And I feel like a lot of the happy shit I've gone through, it's great, but it didn't form me to be the person I am, you know, like you don't really like make yourself as an individual off of like the super happy, fluffy times, you know, minus like, I guess like love and shit, you know, but even that, like, you know, love is directly in correlation with grief. You know, if you have, if you're, if you don't have any grief, you haven't loved anybody. So I, I wouldn't argue with the idea that you grow more as a person for sure yeah. through tough times. Yeah. That's what really makes you as a person. Yeah. You know, like going through some real shit. Yeah. And that, I guess that's like, you know, when shit hits the fan, that's what really shows the type of person you are as well. So it's like, you learn more about yourself. I guess that's really the thing you like, you learn more about who you are if you really dive into the sadness versus like, I don't learn who I am when I'm happy, you know, which like, once again, not shitting on happiness. It's great to be happy, but like, I don't find out things about myself when I'm like laughing and having a great time. But when I'm like really sad or going through some really fucked up shit, that's when you, I like learn about who I am as a person. And happiness is like a drug. Yeah. And being sad is, I guess, more like real life. Yeah. Where you're just, you're in the thick of it. Yeah. Which like, honestly, at this point, I don't even think that's sad. You know, I just think that that's just acknowledging how life actually is. Like you look at any other living creature on the earth and it's like a lot more tough times than good times. And that's just how life is. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why it's like, I feel like I appreciate the happy moments more now because of me acknowledging how tough life is because it makes you be like these aren't going to last like if i just constantly was happy like that's not how anybody's life works and if anybody sells you that their life is like always happy and good that's fucking bullshit it's a lie you know i think as a kid i would chase the idea of happiness more and now that i've gotten a little older it's almost a desire for internal peace. Yeah. Oh, you can 100%, go through dude. the hard times and the good times yeah, dude. and you are still yeah. you. You're like a lighthouse. Yeah. Just trying to be a steady, you know, like, and like, yeah, chasing purpose and peace way more than happiness. And like, I feel like that's why so many people go towards drugs. Cause like, I feel like you get fucked up if you're chasing happiness. That's the people I see now who are like, I'm like, dude, you're fucking in your thirties and you're at fucking Everett's like, four days out of the week, man. That's not good, dude. Like, is that happy? You know, like, are you, you're just chasing the happy times and it's not fun. Like, I don't know. It's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. The bar fly. It's fun when you're younger. Yeah. That idea of, oh, we're at the bar every weekend. We're going out. Yeah. And then you get older. You're like, shit. Yeah. Well, all your homies start slowly drifting away. And then you're like the one or two people left still yeah, doing that. And corner, you're like, like is this fuck, man, this is this? sad, dude. Jeez. Fuck. Everyone's gone. Like, you know? And like, yeah, that's why it's like, and I feel like, especially like as a man, because I can only speak as being a man, but I'm like, I feel like, part of being a man is having purpose. If you give a man a purpose and you, that man feels like he's fulfilling that purpose, he's going to be able to go forever. You know what I mean? Like if you feel like you're actually doing something with your life and you're actually pouring yourself into something, that's a positive thing. Happiness comes because you're doing something that 
you're stoked that you're doing. And it's like, when you don't, when you see when I see people without a purpose who don't know what they're doing and they're just like floating around trying to find supplemental happiness from things that don't really matter, that shit fucking, those are the saddest people, you know? Like, I think that's why the fucking farm life has been so much more appealing. I'm like, you know, you just give me fucking a little bit of purpose every day, feed the chickens, kill a cow, you're fucking good, dude. I'm set. Yeah, that's one of my biggest fears is just, drifting absent-mindedly through life yeah and then you wake yeah. up and you're 45 and yeah just fuck dude yeah because <laughs> yeah. then it's almost it's not too late but it's definitely later than if you would have started when you were younger it doesn't yeah. feel too early you know? yeah yeah and you you build up this momentum against yourself yeah where you you've drifted for so long that the hole you're in is so much harder to get out oh yeah 100 percent. and i mean that's even why, like, anytime I have homies going through hard shit and they're like, dude, I'm just so sad. And it's all like, I feel like the only reason I've gotten through the rough times I've gotten through is because you you got to sit with that shit. And I feel like that's why I've had so many people be like, dude, you only listen to fucking sad music and like heavy shit. And I'm like, the only way I feel like to move through sad shit and heavy shit is to sit with it and feel it. And the more you like run away from feeling sad, it's like the exact same thing as running away from feeling loved. Like you're missing out on a huge portion of life, which is like, feel that shit. If you don't fucking feel it, it's just going to sit with you. And like, even just like, that's why I feel like I smoke weed a lot less than I used to. Like the amount of anxiety I had when I stopped smoking weed as much as I did, I like come to realize it's not even the anxiety from quitting weed. It's that all the shit that I thought I was able to push away wasn't ever actually a way it was just sitting waiting for me to actually process it and then you have to process it all at fucking once and like whether it's people being a workaholic and you're fucking running away from how you feel because you're constantly working or whether you're fucking you know there's so many different vices to distract yourself from feeling the emotions that you have to feel and that shit doesn't fucking go away dude that shit sits in your gut and fucking gives you cancer eventually like unprocessed shit fucking kills you from the inside out if you don't just sit with it and process it so it's like feel that pain you know fucking go through it yeah you can suppress it it for a little while but yeah you're not escaping it you're not going to outrun all of that yeah and i mean isn't there like there's like literal studies on people who are really depressed or really anxious and like that shit's the equivalent of like smoking a cigarette pack a day like you're just as likely to get like serious health issues from not processing the things you're going through as you are from fucking just doing a bunch of drugs and shit, which is crazy, but goes to show fucking deal with your shit. You know, go to the gym. Yeah. Find a, find a healthy outlet. Go to the gym. Big one. Oh dude. It's the biggest gym saved my life for for sure. I was in a bad spot before I started going to the gym way better off now. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be better off if they found some physical form of exertion that they could do to help process everything. hundred percent, dude. Like insane how much, uh, how much you can process shit through physical exertion too. Like you wouldn't think so, but like when you're fucking in the mode and you're, whether it's like you're running or playing a sport or anything like that, like you subconsciously process so much shit by fucking exerting yourself. Like when I see people that are just super stagnant and like, you're just going to end up trying to process it with different ways that are less healthy, whether that's like overeating or anything like that. Like shit still catches up with you. You can never fucking run away from things. Can't, can't run ever, away from life. Can't really run away you from try. You can try and it won't work. It'll catch up with you always. You know, it's like a shadow. Fucking that shit's always right behind you. Well, and that's the cool thing about music too, is you guys, you have that other avenue. So working out's one, but you're also getting that release 
through creating music. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've always had the opinion that like everybody's creative on some aspect and you got to find what you're creative about. Like I hate it when people are like, I don't, I'm just not creative at all. I don't really like music. I don't like making things. And it's like everybody, everybody has something in them that they can pour themselves into and be a little bit more creative and do something about. And like, yeah, so much of that revolve revolves around actually like holding yourself accountable and being honest with yourself about your shortcomings and fucking putting that into your shit, you know? And trying things. Yeah. You're not going to find what you're passionate about, what you love, what your purpose is. Yeah. If you don't ever try anything. Yeah. That goes back to the whole, you have to live life because life, you know, that's where you're going to pull from for your art, yeah. whatever it is. You got to yeah. live. Yeah. And it's easy to slip out of that because the work, the grind, you focus on that mm-hmm. and you're like, I got to just keep my head down and, yeah. and keep going. But then you miss out on what you would pull art from. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, that's why once again, not saying I don't enjoy scrolling or watching movies and shit, but that's why I have such a hard time with where we're at with entertainment because, and I'm not trying to shit on people who play video games or anything like that, but I'm like, that's not doing anything for you. Dude, like it's if, like a drug. It, it, people it, it, really get so addicted dude, and let it take over. you've seen so many people just yeah. piss their lives away who are talented people because they're playing like, I just don't understand as an adult how you can play like five hours of video games a day. I just, that doesn't like, you're like, that's, do you, I don't want to look back on my life and be like, well, I played a lot of Call of Duty. That was fun. You know, like not, like not that I haven't had great times dropping into Verdansk with you the boys. You got a part time job <laughs> on Call of Duty. Yeah. And no, you're not exactly. getting money. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I hate when people are like, I just don't have time for the gym. Or like, I just don't have time to be creative. And it's all like, I don't fucking either, dude. Like you make time to do shit. Like, and you, when you add up all the time people waste throughout the day, whether it's like scrolling, like most people, when you look at the time that they spend looking at their screen on the phone a day, it's like eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah, what's your screen time? Let's look at that first. Yeah. And it's like fucking, how the fuck can you complain about not having time for the gym when you have 10 hours of screen time a day and you spent four hours on Instagram? I'm like, you have time. And it's just like, you know, you pick the hobbies that you want to have and that's, what's going to fucking change your life or fucking fuck your life up you know yeah the biggest wake up is realizing where you're putting your attention yeah because it's going somewhere yeah everyone's got the same amount of time in a day yeah so where are you investing your time and what are you hoping to get out from that 100 percent. and it's crazy fucking seeing the shit that and like how many people are you even just like say like yeah honestly i spend way too much time on my phone and i'm not gonna do anything about it you know i'm just content with it it's a nice little bandage to not deal with things and Try and be a better person. Like, dude, I've been trying to learn how to play guitar for fucking so fucking long. And like, I finally this year am learning how to play guitar and like doing that. And it takes me be like, I have to take 30 minutes to an hour out of my day every day. And now I enjoy doing it and it's a fun habit. But I'm like, I could be such a fucking good guitar player right now. And it bums me out because I'm like, dude, if I took. It's just like going to the gym, though, where it's like there is that initial hurdle that you got to jump in just making it a routine. Yeah. But once you're in it, it's no problem. And it's so easy to look back on regret and be like, fuck, dude, if I started the gym four years earlier, I'd be so much bigger. And it's like even me right now being like, oh, dude, if I started playing guitar, it's like, but you didn't. Yeah. So start now. It's time to start it now. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, tomorrow's always fucking a year away and it's fucking, it's rough, dude. But yeah, so important to fucking actually have good habits. Yeah. 
there's another there's another famous quote where it's show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Yeah, dude. Because that's what's going to take you where you want to go. Oh, 100%. It's not your dreams. It's not your goals. It's the daily habits yeah. that you participate in. It's the habits and the people around you. Yeah. Those yeah. are Yeah, show huge. me your friends and I'll show you yep. your future. Yep. 100%, yep. dude. I know. That's why, honestly, and it's it sucks, but like, and I've had this conversation with so many homies who are like in their early 20s to mid 20s and people just being like, dude, I just like, I'm drifting from so many of my friend groups. And I'm like, People like to fight that because it feels fucked up to distance yourself from people that you're like, well, this is my friend. I shouldn't be distancing myself. But it's like, if you are growing as a person, you're changing as a person and to expect to have the same friend group throughout your whole life, it's, it's a nice concept. I love the idea of it, but that's not really how things work out. And like, if you're, if you still, I don't know, if you still have the same friend group that you did in high school right now, and you guys are all still thick as thieves, I'm like, some of y'all aren't changing and doing shit right. Like that's why I love what Matt brought up about day one homies versus day two homies. And like day one homies, you're always reminiscing and talking about, Oh man, the good old times. And like when we were kids and all this shit. And then the day two homies are the ones that you're like doing new things with. And like, those are the people you meet when you're actually in your process of healing and becoming a better person and trying to do cool new things. And it's like, you know, so many of the things I'm trying to change about myself, whether it's going out a lot or drinking a lot or anything. And like, you realize how many of your relationships revolve around a crutch or like a ritual that you guys do. And if that ritual doesn't serve you any longer, you're not going to be friends with that person any longer, you know, which is rough, but it's part of it. And for me, I mean, a big thing is cherishing those relationships that don't take constant nurturing mm -hmm. that you can have those friends and not catch up every so day nice, dude. and you guys are still tied yeah that you recognize man people are fucking busy people are yeah, doing dude. their own shit yeah and not just needing almost like that validation are we still friends are we yeah we're yeah. still cool yeah. no i've drifted from like all those friendships now where i'm all like i mean i fucking hang out with like Eli, Matt, and like two other people now. I'm like, and I used to have a huge friend group and I'm like, I don't see anybody anymore. And like, I always like, you know, eventually, you know, people stop hitting you up as much because they're always like, dude, come over and like smoke and shit like that. I'm like, nah, dude. I'm like, working on some shit. Yeah, I, I fucking can. And if you don't get that, that's totally fine. I wish you well, but I'm like, this is why we're having to split paths because we're no longer wanting the same things out of life, you know? And like, also trying to give homies the grace and the understanding to let them grow and do other things that they want to do. Like, it's like a double-edged sword where it's like, I appreciate when friends give me the leeway to be more alone and do more things by myself and like try and go through phases where I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to hang out every day. And then you have people who resent that so much and they're like, why are you changing and all that shit? And it's like trying to do that for other people too, where it's like, look, if you need to build this relationship with this girl or do this new thing that's going to take your time. Like I support that because that's what being a friend's about doing, you know, supporting your friends and like things that they feel like they need to do for their own mental well-being. So. Okay. Well guys, I think we can end it there. It's already two o'clock, man. We put Fuck in, yeah. we put in some time. Yeah, dude, it was great. Do you guys want to plug all your stuff where they can find your music, where they can find you? Yeah. Audio. Check me out at reef the goat. You got -E -E a new pH new track. Cause it'll be out by the yeah, time Yeah, true. Drops. 21st, right? Yeah. Uh, I got a track dropping on the 21st. It'll be on all platforms in the parking garage with the door open. Uh, and check out Barnable Pod. Yeah. And then we got, if anybody's in Humboldt County, we got the show March 22nd at Richard's Goat in Arcata. It's going to be fun. Yes, yeah, sir. It's going to be a good one. Bringing out people from Reading and local people. And yeah. yeah, it'll be good. Oh, that'll be a good time. Yes, Fuck sir. Yeah. 
Appreciate you having us on, man. Yeah, guys, this was, was a lot great. of fun. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, yeah love thank that. You. Awesome. Fuck yeah.